Hi, everyone, and welcome to season four of the podcast. I'm super excited to be back and to announce that the podcast will now be called the Holistic Pharmacy Podcast to better reflect the subject matter. The first few episodes were recorded before the rebranding, so I still refer to it by its old raw fork name in those. Anyway, I had no idea when I started this podcast that it would evolve to this format, but I did know that I wanted to share people's stories. It has evolved from me reading my blog post out loud to interviewing non-traditional pharmacists, including herbalists. Season 4 will air every Friday, highlighting inspirational pharmacists that chose to fit out of the proverbial box and are working to build a new system of care focusing on natural and preventative medicine. Please enjoy the show. Hi, dear friends. I'm so honored to sit down today with another member of the Farm to Table team. Dr. Sarah Batchevner is a licensed restorative wellness practitioner and health coach in beautiful Montana, where she lives with her husband and best friend, Eric, and two young children. As a family, they love being outdoors in any way. They enjoy cooking, baking, reading, and traveling together. With the advice of a friend, Sarah backed up her pharmacy school training by taking classes in the holistic health field, including nutrition for sport, nutrition for chronic disease, triathlon training, medicinal plants, and Ayurvedic medicine. When finding functional medicine, there is often a personal journey, and Sarah's was through five years of struggling to stay pregnant. Since she has learned much about what we put in and on our bodies and how important self-care is, she's super grateful that her painful years were followed by two incredible blessings. Sarah is energized by training for triathlons and half marathons start to finish. From the dedication it takes to train to the amazing atmosphere of crossing the finish line with a bunch of like-minded, empowered individuals, She also loves working with patients who are empowered to take control of their personal health journey. Her areas of focus are stress management, gastrointestinal disorders, nutrient deficiencies, medication management and optimization, diabetes and overall wellness. So without further ado, let's welcome Sarah to the show. Hi, welcome to another episode of the Raw Fork Podcast. I have with me today Dr. Sarah Batchovner. And she's a functional medicine pharmacist specializing in gut health and stress management. So welcome to the show, Dr. Sarah. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So uh, let's just start with your journey, like how you grew up and why you chose to go to pharmacy school, and then maybe a little bit about your pharmacy school experience. Sure. I grew up in a real small town in Montana, and my mom was a nurse, so kind of naturally had the healthcare drive just from her and um, had that. And then the neighbor across the street was our local pharmacist, and his wife is actually my first grade teacher and was my favorite teacher, too. So just oh. always knowing them and having that in my life kind of had that pharmacy influence a little bit there and um then I guess I really decided on pharmacy I just kind of always knew them and then when it came time to start thinking about careers it was pretty well timed within my science class my teacher had us present a mechanism of a drug 
So I went to the pharmacy and spoke with Chris, the new pharmacist in town. And he said, well, what drug do you want? And I was like, I, I don't know, but my cousin was a rep or drug rep for Merck at the time. So we picked a, he said, well, Simvastatin's pretty exciting. So let's look at the pathway of the HMG-CoA reductase inhibitors and kind of take a look at that. And it was pretty impactful as a senior and just at that age and realizing that these medications can go and target that specific area in the mechanism. And so kind of solidified that pharmacy might be the right choice for me. And then he took me on and was um, my boss as a pharmacy technician and then intern and kind of walked with me there. So he had a a really big um, role in, in that piece of my pharmacy career. And in pharmacy school, I didn't apply the first year. And my friend Jenny had said that I would love the introduction to nutrition course. So I took that one, fell in love with nutrition and knew that that was a piece that always had to be included in real health and like that keep staying healthy, I guess, and wanted to learn more. So I took every course that you could as a non-graduate. So I took nutrition for chronic disease and nutrition for sport. And then I found that there was a course that was offered on medicinal plants. And mm-hmm. that was also really fascinating. And that was all the stuff that I could do leading into pharmacy school. So in my pre-farm work and then in pharmacy school, I did the, the typical pharmacy coursework, but because I had done a few before that you were able to, before you got into pharmacy school, I could take some, take some electives, did some more exercise classes for credit. And then I also took Ayurvedic medicine. One of my, yeah, one of my uh, professors was able to go to India and she just knew a ton about it. So she had a credit course for that. That was just pretty amazing to learn. I love that that way of looking at health and all the different um, things that they bring into that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds awesome. So you, you kind of already had some natural medicine courses um, in there. Yep. That was kind of designing my holistic mindset on health right there, I think, and treatment and, and balancing of everything. Yeah. The story about your presentation reminded me of, um, actually, I think it was in my seventh grade class, I believe um, we were asked to do also kind of like a project, which I usually hated like projects, but <laughs> we were asked to do a project to, um, showcase the structure of an atom and so yeah so my dad who is a chemistry teacher he decided like let's geek out and he helped me build like this amazing model with like orbitals and like you know electrons in all their orbitals and uh, my my teacher was like super impressed because we didn't even learn about orbitals yet um (laughs) and I actually don't know I guess it's like high school curriculum not junior high school curriculum anyway so um, she was like, whoa, and like she showed it off to all her colleagues and stuff. And <laughs> that was really fun. And yeah, I loved chemistry ever since. That's cool. What a great influence in your life to have your dad in that area. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, my parents are both like into chemistry and biology, so kind of like a dual major kind of thing. Um, yeah, but I, I never really liked biology, to be honest, but I love chemistry. <laughs> it was like more straightforward, like, I don't know, it was just like so nice and neat. And um, biology was a little bit more like complex, <laughs> I thought. Yeah. But yeah, biochemistry is like a, a really nice, neat field that pharmacists, I find, excel in. Um, so how was the rest of your pharmacy career? And then what did you do after graduating? Well, I graduated and as the typical new grad, I had like five PRN jobs and hopped from town to town and pharmacy to pharmacy. And finally, one had a part-time spot open up. So I kind of stayed there and did a lot less traveling and working elsewhere. And then pretty soon that one grew into a full-time job. And that's the place that I've been for the last decade, actually. Oh. And I keep in touch with the rest of them. And I'm still on their employed by them technically, but I haven't worked anywhere else besides there. And it's a retail pharmacy, but hospital owned and super broad pharmacy. It's It's been nice because there's ample opportunity to learn lots of different things because we do some compounding, so pain creams and hormone creams mostly. And lately we've been doing a lot of the tetracaine lollipops for all the surgeries, post-surgery. And we do home infusion. We did a lot more before uh, billing kind of got a little more complicated and still do some and keep our foot in there. But was it was, a great opportunity to learn both of those different things. And then we bubble pack for a couple of different nursing homes. So learning that and that kind of naturally my manager asked me if I wanted to step in and start helping with the consulting at one of the nursing homes too. So I've really been able to do a lot of different things over the last 10 years and, and kind of play, play around it in all different areas and keep learning, which is my primary thing. I got to keep learning. <laughs> keep yeah. Going. yeah, I find that in common for a lot of pharmacists, like we just get bored from just one type of setting. So it's, it's awesome that there's so many settings available to us. And even though you modestly stated that you were at the same place, uh, clearly you had a lot of exposure to different diverse things and you're always kept busy and, you know, learning new and next things. Yeah. Yeah. So how did you come to specialize in gut health and stress? Well, I, I just found functional medicine to be, it's so exciting and there's just so, so many areas to learn. And I know that I would love to learn them all, but I can't um, right away. So where do you dive in first? Well, stress, because I think the stat is that about 90% of all doctor's visits have some sort of root in stress and it impacts everything every, in our body and every everyone really and obviously this year is an even greater amount of that so good time to dive in there and there's just an amazing wealth of information out there um, for stress the lifestyle matrix has really been good with um primarily driving my information 
for that. But uh, the other thing is gut health and 90% of your disease states and symptoms come from your gut. And I think that it's a really good place to start for everything. I think if you have a crazy amount of stress that jumping into gut healing and health, though it's probably a good place for you to be, I don't know how much impact you can actually get. So I think you need to address the, the major stress first and you can sometimes do them together, but I think that getting that stress first is, is the best and then gut health, um, I think everybody can, do with some gut healing, including myself, which I was very surprised by. I took a, I'm a restorative wellness practitioner with a specialization in gastrointestinal healing, and they encourage you to do your own gut testing. And I kind of thought, well, you know, I'll probably learn something, but I, I learned a lot more than I expected because mine was pretty, pretty significant. I have some significant healing to do. And just like I, I already knew that if you have gut issues, you're not going to always have, you're not going to have gastrointestinal symptoms every time. And I, I don't, but I have a lot that I can work on. So that's been a really cool journey. And I, yeah, I guess that would be why I chose stress and gut health. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head with, you know, these two are like the most important things at the root of so many issues and symptoms that patients are experiencing. You know, like they say, stress is the driver of a majority of diseases, you know, even autoimmune diseases, uh, you know, even diabetes, like things that we think are just too much sugar, you know, like you're eating junk you get diabetes and that's just not true. So, you know, stress is just such a big factor underlying all the other stuff that is just going to creep up on you in unexpected ways. And we all express the disease state differently. So somebody might have diabetes and somebody may have something else, but the reason is usually some sort of combination between stress and gut. And that's like the number one thing that functional medicine really tries to address, like those underlying factors. And a lot of times they could be interrelated because our gut houses a lot of our nervous system. So, you know, this, the stress that's processed by the nervous system and the food that's processed by the digestive system, a lot of times there's so much overlap so looking into both of them is really key. And so that's such a great area, in my opinion, to like really start and dive deep in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then at the background of all these systems there, you know, are other endocrine systems and other aspects of health. But um, it's so interesting that really, once you target these two major areas, a lot of things may kind of fall into place. Yeah. A lot of things that you're not really aiming at at first, so you, d you don't even think to address or um, work on sleep, but it just naturally kind of gets better and you know, your mood gets better. 90% of your serotonin is in your gut, 50% of your dopamine. So that's just naturally going to be a consequence of healing your gut and working on stress in conjunction and stress affecting your gut too, because if you're in that fight or flight, you're never going to rest and digest. So then you can't actually 
get all the nutrients from your food, as you were saying, and you can't, there's just so much that you're not able to do in your body to keep yourself well when your body thinks that it's fighting off a tiger or running from a tiger. So you need to work on both for sure. Yeah. And I'm so glad that you shared about your own testing and you kind of taking on the role of the patient, because that's going to really help you be a better practitioner when you understand the stuff that needs to be done, like the steps that the patient has to go through on their healing journey, and you've taken them yourself, and you know what it is involved and what it will help with. And the fact that you didn't really have symptoms, but your test showed some underlying things that could be improved. And that was a great window for you. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that there's nothing better that we can do as practitioners than walk the walk, do what they're, what we're asking our patients to do. And for me, that was to start this whole healing process with these, all these supplements and this limited diet. And then be like, yeah, okay, we get to do this through Thanksgiving and Christmas <laughs> and New Year's and it's going to be fine and go through the, the emotional process of that and the anxiety of thinking about, well, how, how is this going to change everything? And, you know, I, having gone through that, then I can speak to that and understand where they're coming from and maybe stay ahead of it too and say, listen, this is going to be hard. And, but once you get through the first week, it's, I mean, the first two weeks went by and I was surprised that it had already been two weeks and, you know, I'm facing a four month or more journey. And the, when they're passing that quickly, it makes it a lot more doable. And uh, I can speak to that with my patients and let them know, don't worry, it'll, <laughs> it'll just fly by you. Yeah, there's no teacher-like experience. So if you personally went through it, you know, you could really make that counseling so much more effective and relate so much better. And yeah. I think so many people to follow up the bandwagon of health when the holidays come along, like you were saying, and you know, it's so diff like it's difficult in regular life, but also with the holidays, it's like, now there's like different temptations and, you know, festive food and like sweets and all this stuff that usually you want to avoid if you're doing any kind of like fasting or dieting or restrictive eating. And then there's like all this stuff that you're missing out on. But I think this year is actually a pretty great year to kind of do it because the holidays are looking nothing like they have in the past. Anyway. <laughs> True. Yeah, good point. Yeah. So it's like, if you're going to do it, like this is the year that provided us the time and space to just kind of do things like wildly different. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of things are not as good as they used to be, but you know, some things are just like, you can do it on your own and your peace and quiet and your home and avoid the temptations for a little bit and work on your inner self and your health or whatever that is for you that you're, you've been putting off. Yeah. And I mean, if we let it, that can all be really good. And we can let those differences be, in a super positive way. And I think that we are all trying to do that and to keep our best positive outlook on it. And yeah, it, with the holidays being different anyways, and it just being the four of us, it was, well, 
four of you get to have my kind of Thanksgiving and it was great. It was, it's still, I didn't feel like I was missing out on anything and you know, it surprises you that we make food and drinks and all of, all of the, that type of concrete stuff that you can hold the important piece of holidays or of, you know, significant days or weekends even we make that bigger than it needs to be and our emphasis um, when being forced to go through a, a gut healing journey right now like you can make the emphasis on something else yeah um so I come from like a Russian background and we definitely overkill with food so we like have to make it so festive and so rich and like put out this whole spread that the tables are like falling almost like that's, that's just how it has to be. And I've always felt like, Oh, like this is great, but also like so wasteful. Cause like, if you don't finish all that food you know, just like, anyway, so yeah, it's a great time to like experiment with new recipes that are like healthier versions of what traditionally maybe you are used to in, in your culture, your family. And yeah you know, use different ingredients, but like still like have the symbolism of celebration, but without maybe all that it used to involve and like, you know, also all the overwhelm with like trying to make it so grandiose. Yeah, good point. Yeah. And the resources are out there. I mean, especially this day and age with the internet, everything is there. As long as you do a little bit of prepping and that's been my thing, like as long as I'm staying on top of it, I've got the kitchen full of ingredients that are healthy, lots of produce, then I can always have something that I can throw together quickly or meal prepping has really been important. It's always been, I understand that like that really is helpful in every day, but now instead of being like, well, we got to go to a drive-through or figure out something really quick to eat I, I don't I don't have to worry about that because I've planned and got that figured out ahead of time yeah I'm glad you also mentioned that because that just speaks to also being self-reliant and resourceful and you know a lot of anxiety nowadays comes from like yeah just not knowing what the future holds and like being very fearful of not having control over the future or the next moment but if you um, kind of plan it out, like you were saying, have all the produce or like do the grocery shopping on a certain schedule and plan out your meals day by day or like week by week, um, or even like when it comes to dressing, you know, like laying out your clothes the night before so you don't have to rush the next day. It just makes life so much less stressful if you are actually thinking ahead of time and accounting for the potentially stressful situations and just like trying to avoid them from the get-go yeah 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 so I'm curious um so you've been on you know this pharmacy journey but now you're studying functional medicine and getting to those root causes um is it all because you just want to serve your patients uh, best or did you also have some kind of personal health issues that you were looking to solve yourself um probably primarily for the patients but i yeah i think that it's hard to, not to find your own personal health journey as a 
as a factor. I, like I said, I'm, not, I'm a healthy person. I've never really gone through any real health issues in my life, but we did struggle to stay pregnant for the first six years of our marriage. And it was a very, very, very long and very difficult period. And all through that, my husband had chronic back pain. And so we went through a lot and I went through a even more intense period of research and looking into uh, our, our health and finding that there were, were no issues. And sometimes, you know, that's what you find with conventional medicine is they they do all the the test and they look at all the things, but there's nothing wrong with you. So you, there's no reason that you shouldn't be able to keep this pregnancy to term. And so that's all very frustrating and knowing that there was a different way to look at it and a different, like, where is this coming from? What's my root cause? And I didn't know functional medicine until right before our daughter was born in 2014. I did find Dr. Mark Hyman at that time in the um, Institute of Functional Medicine and then I was kind of turned on to that way of thinking, but didn't ever get to do that for myself. But um, we're on the other side of it. We have two beautiful, amazing blessings. And I am just so thankful for that. And my husband no longer suffers with that back pain. He can keep it all under control and flares up every once in a while, but not a big deal anymore. And now we're, we're here and get to, you know, you kind of make that your life goal then to, to get other people to the other side of whatever they're going through. And even though I didn't have a functional medicine practitioner to help me to the other side, now that I'm on the other side, thankfully, I um, just want to see other people in this happy, content, healthy place. And yeah, so I guess that probably plays into needing a little bit more than what I can do at a conventional retail pharmacy setting. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. I think so many people can relate to like labs looking normal within normal ranges. And then like sometimes doctors will even say like it's all in your head because here your body is perfect. But um, obviously like if you are feeling off or you're having difficulties with sustaining a pregnancy, you know, there has to be some kind of explanation for that biologically or psychologically because um you know, it, sh it shouldn't be like that. So, yeah. so like, what is that cause? And it's so frustrating to like, just be dismissed. Yeah, just to feel pretty lost in those moments. And now like on this side, like I've done my, my micronutrient test and now my gut healing. And I probably like, I, I barely have enough nutrients for myself. And like my immune system in my gut is in the it's on the floor there's nothing there to fight anything so to be able to help a baby grow to term like I'm just grateful that I was able to do that with our two but there were some underlying things that were were there that could potentially have contributed who knows but I yeah there's 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 answers somewhere to all all health health issues when you're sitting there thinking well, but I feel different. Like there's something wrong with me and to, to be dismissed and to have that, it's just not a good feeling. And, but, but there aren't answers sometimes in conventional medicine and you don't know where to look. And like, we've looked at all the things that we know can cause this. So, and eventually it'll be 
just fine because we can't find anything, you know? Yeah. And that's the case for a lot of people. Yeah. And with pregnancy, I usually describe it as like a form of stress on the body. So it's like something extra that your body has to deal with, not only, like you said, provide the nutrients and the immunity and all the stuff for you, but now to grow another human being and like develop all the organs and the systems and have this extra placenta organ all the same time. It's like a lot of work. And when I say stress, people like don't really know what I mean, but it's basically just another burden, another hurdle that your body has to perform this extra function. So it's almost like a stress. It's a stressful thing that, you know, your, your body during these nine months has a lot of changes going on and the metabolics of it is, you know, different. So it needs more resources and nutrients and um, more support in order to perform all those functions. So if you're already nutrient deficient or have a poor gut health or immunity or microbiome issues, when you're already like stressed out from something or overworked physically or mentally, your body doesn't want to take on any more stresses. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, that's, thank you for sharing. And so what is your takeaway from like that experience and the journey? Like, do you think you would have done something differently now that you know extra things? Uh, would you have looked into functional medicine practitioners? Like, what do you think was that missing piece that kept you from sustaining the pregnancy? I, I, I really still don't totally know it. That I think also was another avenue of helping me find functional medicine. I went to a naturopath. I did acupuncture. I mean, I went to a perinatologist too. I, I did I did everything and like really opened my mind and talking to them. We looked at my water source to see if there was some toxins there. We looked at everything and I, you better believe my diet was impeccable. So like, and I was exercising, but not too hard, not too, you know, I, I really kept everything kind of even keel. But now I, I do think if I had found somebody that had recommended gut testing or looking at my micronutrients or I, I think that that could have at least shown that there was some underlying health issues in myself that I never would have recognized and still am surprised by it today, but yeah. Yeah. So that's exactly what I think like I love about medicine is that there's just so many points of view and the answers are there somewhere, but it's, you have to actually be aware that there are more places to look for the answers. And a lot of times I think that's the problem that we don't actually know that they're out there and they exist um, because we're just taught like, okay, this is what you do. You go to a conventional doctor and to a conventional hospital to deliver the baby. And that's normal. And anything outside of that is crazy and unfounded and like, you know, quackery or whatever the case is. But if you know, like, hey, if you didn't succeed with option A, you can try like all these other things. It empowers you to know that there's all these other choices. And I'm not just stuck at a dead end. If this choice doesn't work out, I have like a plan B, C, D, whatever. And I yeah. think 
amazing because that's when, you know, I personally also felt stuck when I wasn't getting some answers or some health issues resolved because I didn't even know there were other places to look. Yeah. Same here. And I knew, you know, that list, but it was pretty small and they did what they could and looked into what they could. And maybe what I did with them was helpful too. It got me to, to hear, but who knows? Yeah. You just got to keep looking. And, and that's where your advocating for yourself comes in. I mean, you can just sit there and hear the doctor say, Nope, all of your tests are fine. You're fine. And eventually you will have a baby or you will this, your pain, these migraines, this whatever is going to go away, but keep advocating and keep looking and the answers are there somewhere. And if you don't feel right, then there's something going on because you, your intuition on your own health and your own body, you know, like you know, your body, it just keep on advocating, keep on looking and it's out there. Yeah. I love that. Keep digging and like we also undervalue our own role in the healing process too. I think, you know, and this is true for me as well. Sometimes, you know, you just want the answers given to you by, you know, a professional or an expert, but the, you know, it doesn't always work that way because you are in your body and you have like your, your intuition and you know what feels right. And a certain amount of the healing is going to depend on you and your outlook and your willingness to look for the answers and to actually apply the answers that you find, you know, rather than just like, no, dismissing it, this won't work because it sounds weird or it sounds like a lot of work. But if you actually put in the work and truly try something, then you could really see whether or not it worked, you know, just being like dismissive or even like lazy, which again, I'm guilty of as well, and not putting in the work, you can't really expect to get results if you're not putting in some sort of work too. Yeah, totally agree with everything as far as full health and that mindset piece is huge too. And just go into it with a, with a, I can handle this and I can do it. And I believe that this is the answer and that's a big piece. Yeah. So can you share also what training programs you've been through in terms of like functional medicine or, you know, the gut and uh, the stress piece and what you're doing now in terms of uh, work and your practice? Yeah, uh, actually, Robert Kress, one of your previous um, podcast um, people was actually I took his integrative pharmacy specialist certification and that was kind of where I started when I first got on the farm to table team and uh, started there with it's a really good well-rounded place to start and then I did a deep dive on women's health from the um, A4M the Academy of Anti-Aging Medicine mm. and then recently I just just graduated and became a restorative wellness practitioner and so it was through restorative wellness solutions and they um, there's a lot of pharmacists that have gone through it and chiropractors and other um, physicians and um, whatnot, other areas, but it's, I think a primarily nutritional therapy associates program. So it really 
helped me because I'm new to all this functional testing and it really helped guide me with not only which tests to run and look at and how to do them, but how to interpret the results and really, really thoroughly going into that piece of it. And then where do you go from there? And when you're in a position like a pharmacist or a nutrition therapy associate, you can't prescribe, you can't diagnose. And so you're able to look at it with the lens of that. And so it was good to, to come at it with that program, with, with that way of looking at rebalancing and just helping people on that journey to, to feeling better in that way. And again, starting with the gut, you just kind of get a bigger leap on taking care of any health issues that are going on. Yeah, it doesn't sound like, I guess, very sexy to say that, hey, we're going to look at your gut, you know, health, but it really is so important. Even if somebody is suffering from skin issues, it's like, no, let's go to the gut. (laughs) Or pain, you know, even like pain, I'm in pain, but no, we're going to look at your gut, you know? (laughs) Like, no, I don't think you've heard me. I have pain. Like, no, no, we'll get there. You'll feel better. This is the right way. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, so it might sound silly to to the patient, but, you know, it's just can't stress it enough how important it is. And, um, you know, sometimes when we market ourselves and say like, Hey, come to me to fix your gut, but, um, not people just will not know that that's what they need, but they need it. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, looking at mine, if somebody would have said that to me, I would have been like, yeah, I'll probably not go that route. Yeah. (laughs) I don't have any gut symptoms. So why would I, yeah, I would have felt the same way before I, I mean, I, I knew I chose the course obviously because I knew how important it was and how very non-gastrointestinal the symptoms and disease states can be but it's still yeah I mean but you were open to it and you kind of experimented and you accepted that challenge on you know on to experiment on your own body and now you can really like I said really know the truth and figure out that sometimes the symptoms don't match up And now you can be that much more um, of an expert for your patients that, hey, this is what happened to me. So I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And yeah. And I actually, you know, studied herbalism. So we would literally drink like all the herbs or try all the tinctures that we were learning about because we need to see, figure out like what we feel with each plant and, you know, really also experiment so that we have firsthand knowledge when we recommend it to somebody else. You know, sometimes like we wouldn't do it long-term, but, you know, we would, we would try to experiment with certain plants that were interesting for us for longer term to see like what the long-term effects are. And sometimes you would just do it like a, what's called like a spirit dose. So just like one small dose that could be just diluted, but you could sometimes still feel it working. So it has like this energetic quality. So I really love that. And, you know, just what you said before, walking your walk and, you know, just doing, applying the knowledge directly to yourself, you know, as, as your own patient. 
And then that way you can know so much more on an experiential level. Yeah. That's cool that you did that in your course. <laughs> yeah, it's really fun. I recommend it. Um, I recommend really like tuning in and almost using it like as a meditation, you know, just quieting down and really feeling what something is doing to your body, whether it's a plant or a food or whatever that is. How cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another thing I wanted to comment on was the fact that you said many pharmacists go through these type of programs. I really am enjoying this whole movement that pharmacists are doing and like going into, yeah, going like way deeper, taking steps and strides into um, maybe not becoming full-fledged providers because that's just the legal status, but being able to provide more care for their patients by advocating for them and offering them all these extra options as yeah as an expertise because after all that's all I mean that's why we all went into the healthcare field we want to see people through to the other side of their health issues we don't just want to continue to um, dispense their medications that are that are helpful at the time, there's certainly a place and a time for conventional medicine and for all of the prescriptions that we have. But ideally, we would all love to see our patients getting off of them and feeling better on their own and just having a whole health. And, and that is the ideal that we all pictured when we went into pharmacy school. Yeah, absolutely. I think pharmacy school really stressed the importance of like diet and lifestyle changes. But when we started practicing, it was just, we didn't really see that being implemented. So we're like, wait a second, like that's a missing piece. Like maybe let's, uh, let's, you know, consider going back to that and adding that back in because it's important and it may help prevent somebody from getting dependent on medications and using that as a crutch Um, And then also it will um, help us not feel like we're just a pill mill. Like, you know, it's not just with opioids. I feel like with a lot of medications, like having somebody be dependent on it is just like not the goal. The goal is like for their body to be able to function without it and to just use it, you know, when it's really necessary, when the body can't perform the functions. But I always want to see the function return you know yeah. and yeah so I, I think they do too I, I don't yeah. think that they ever went to the doctor and were like give me a pill and I want to <laughs> be on this for the rest of my life like that's that's not what we all want I think it's a paradigm shift I think like it's nice to think hey there's a magic pill and I don't have to like what I was saying before I don't have to put in the work to heal myself because this pill is helping me but um it's after a while it just like it may deplete you of nutrients and it may cause side effects. And again, it's like, you know, factory produced and like there could be other additives in there that may not be so safe. And um, there's always issues and recalls and there's back orders and things like that cut, cut breaks in the supply chain. So it's like, you don't want to be dependent on something that could be a problem and could be causing other problems. And you also want your body to function on its own, I think. So yeah. it's like, 
before I think the generation before us loved the idea of it, but now we're coming to realize like it's actually not a fix-all solution. And uh, yeah, ideally you want to save you know healthcare costs too because it's also a healthcare cost. So if we can figure out like cheaper and safer solutions, why not utilize them? And then, yeah, yeah, obviously have like a triage and figure out who needs what, but if you can get by without it, why not implement everything you can? Yeah. And so often people aren't just on the one medication, they're on multiple and those studies are done and they, they have been proven safe and effective, but they aren't often done and pretty much typically not done when you've you're taking these four together plus the nutrient depletions and everything just snowballing in together those I mean you are your n of one here nobody's taken those five together in a study so we don't really know so in a way we're all kind of walking experiments like we don't really have evidence and many people take way more than four medications so we really have no way of knowing how they're really going to interact like despite us knowing about the drugs mechanism of action and pharmacokinetics we don't really know on a case-by-case basis what will happen if this one particular person is on these 10 medications what will happen so we just typically like add one of them at a time and just like it's all really an experiment <laughs> yeah. and all done by the different specialists because everyone does have their specialties that they they are you go to your diabetes doctor and they they're they're working with this med but at the same time like you're always you're also on a heart med or a thyroid med and they're they're all working on their drugs and like this is my area and no you should talk to that person about that drug because they're they're the ones that are giving you that and that that's fine but when you're not not a expert on the five meds that the person's on and what that's doing in their body that's concerning to me yeah it's like the pharmacist is really in the middle of all of that um but yeah it's it's very difficult to predict what exactly will happen and so you just monitor and take the low dose approach whenever possible but um yeah honestly it's it's not easy you know to be a prescriber or a pharmacist no yeah very complex yeah so what are your plans right now um for your you know functional medicine practice for your pharmacy career goals like what are your next steps uh next steps I have been just wanting to try to make this a pretty accessible thing so I'm putting together a group program that's going to start in January starting on January 3rd so it may may have already started by the time this is airing but uh going to be a 12-week program because I also am a firm believer in the fact that you can do just about anything for seven days or 10-day reset and you put in the hard work to that but you've got that finish line and I I want to help people get some more long-term results so hoping to the 12 weeks I believe is a, a good length to really start working on those core healthy principles and really getting an understanding on stress and the the key stressors there and gut health and 
um, diet and exercise and all the steps that you need to take there and what you, um, I have a little one that's waking up. Sorry. We might have to pause this one later. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> So that one will be edited. more minutes in Mani's time. <laughs> yeah, just a few more, buddy. Can you go play for like 10 minutes? And then I'll be done, okay? Thank you, sweetie. Okay, so. How old is he? He's four. Oh. Yeah. Um, shoot. <laughs> yeah, you can go in. So the... Uh, 12 weeks is going to be what I think you'll end up getting through to the, the long-term health results that you want to see in that journey. And it'll be in that group setting because I believe that we all have something to learn from each other and not just me talking. And it kind of brings the level down a little bit when you have a bunch of other people who are, I mean, I can talk about my gut healing journey, but I think it's even more effective when another patient is on their own journey and they're like, gosh, you know, bread is my favorite, favorite thing. And I don't know how to handle this. And somebody else says, oh, me too. So maybe we could come up with something together that is helpful or talk to each other and help each other through that. And I'll give you an example of what, what I'm cooking or like how I'm handling the anxiety going into Christmas and what I'm going to do there or you know just some something that's going on in their personal health journey that could help somebody else because they're going through something that that's similar but they didn't think to bring it up when they were talking to you just a one-on-one -on -one. so hoping that in this group format that we can all learn from each other over the full 12 weeks and come out at the other side with true steps to to take it long term and with a potential need to kind of check in every six months or something but it, a good groundwork anyways and I'm really excited about the handbook that I've put together it's a small pocket-sized one that has daily steps to take and to track and having something that you can hold on to and remind you like oh yeah I'm on this 12 week journey. I got to check in today. What are the things that I, what are my goals? What are, what do I need to do for my personal best for today? And I, um, I'm just really excited about that program. I think it's going to be really good. Yeah. It sounds really nice. And I often think about like how weight loss is also really nice. If you have a, an accountability partner and you just like both keep each other accountable, like, you know, um, hey, like, we're both gonna stop eating after six, or like, we're gonna cook this or not eat that. And then you like, send each other pictures, or like, you know, check ins and reminders. And it's always yeah. most effective if you have somebody there that's keeping you accountable. And group settings are so nice for that. And people can, you know, relate to each other and figure out that they're not alone struggling with this problem that you know, it's common and like other people are going through it. So it's, it's a nice like reminder that you're not going through this alone. And then you can also count on each other and 
um, talk to each other even outside the group and like make friends and accountability partners. Yes. And if you just have the provider there, even though I've had my own health journey and I'm on my own gut, gut healing journey myself, it's still so easy just to, to, to kind of hold back and not, not really open up to the experience and to what you're going through and to the things that you're having going on and maybe you don't want to fully disclose all of that but if you have somebody else that is and then you're you're able to do that too and I think that you can get deeper into to healing if you can be fully honest about what you have going on right now and what needs to change yeah yeah and I think that's also part of like that old paradigm that the doctor or the provider is the expert so you kind of like don't even want to disappoint them too. You feel like you have to live up to their expectations of your health journey. So you don't really want to tell them like if you had a cheat day or whatever it is. Um, But yeah, so they're like the authority figure, but now the group um, format just really allows you to just be among equals and peers, um, not age wise, but just like what you're going through and just really be more relatable to each other. Yeah. So is this all from the farm to table platform? Yes, it'll be on the farm to table platform. Okay. And is, um, is it restricted by your state? It, it is. Um, I think that it, they're working on the health coach um, status on there. And I think that it's kind of a, probably more along those lines of a program and maybe eventually it'll be able to open up outside of Montana, but for just Montana for now all right so we'll keep uh keep you guys posted on that whoever is listening um so yeah if you just have a few minutes left i'd love to do a rapid fire round with you okay all right um what's your number one advice for people to improve their quality of life right now uh there's a lot of things that can make a big impact but i think right now i I'm just drawn toward connection. And I think that when we feel connection, even if it's with yourself, that you're able to be more open to a lot more things. And I, I feel like good health just comes out of connection. Yeah, I really love that answer, actually. It's like, whether it's a connection to a relationship in your life of a loved one or a friend or like a spiritual connection or that yeah deep inner work that you were mentioning just like sitting with yourself and being comfortable in your own company and just connecting to that is so powerful um second question what's your favorite hobby I love to read I could read all day and I definitely have passed that on to our daughter. <laughs> yeah, all day. And, okay, awesome. Um, and third question, what's your favorite thing to drink? I love coffee. I, I, I don't know if it's just the ritual of it or, I mean, it could probably just be replaced with anything warm and first thing in the morning, it just kind of, I think it is more of a ritual thing, but I I'm drinking a chaga right now so it looks like coffee and it does have some of the bitterness and but it's pretty delicious if you want to try it out um it kind of has like a little bit of like a vanilla um 
flavor pro- profile. So I love it so much. Good. Yeah, um, I just bought a coffee with that in it. So oh, it, it, yeah, perfect. So you're getting and cordyceps in it too. Yeah, yeah I'm sure it's going to be delicious. I, I might need to try it alone though. <laughs> All right. Um, and then finally, how can people get in touch with you, learn more about you and just connect with you? Well, I am, I have a website, sarahbatchoffner.com and then on the farm to table site. And then I'm on Instagram and Facebook at Dr. Sarah Batchoffner. And I also have a private Facebook group that we try to do a little bit more um, personal stuff there it's called switch this for that and yeah cool well I'll have all those links in the show notes for everyone and I want to thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story and journey and yeah, um, yeah we'll be seeing each other on farm to table I'm sure so <laughs> <laughs> um, again thank you and enjoy the rest of your day you too thank you Bye. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Holistic Pharmacy Podcast. I truly hope you enjoyed the show and learned something new. I certainly get super inspired and motivated by my guests, and I hope the same is true for you. If so, I would really appreciate an honest and sweet review on any of the podcast platforms. Thank you, and I hope you have a great week ahead.